0: Welcome to the Sweaty Pillow. We have a very special guest today, Abida Dukai. Welcome Abida. thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I want to read your background because it is so impressive. You are a true scientist and an academic. You are nurse practitioner at Science and Humans, reach, researcher and associate lecturer at the University of Toronto, member of the Canadian Women's Heart Health Alliance, and you've completed a PhD focused on women's cardiovascular disease risk reduction and exercise. Wow, you're awfully accomplished and look so young. So it's such an honor to have you today.
1: Thank you for having me. This is really exciting.
0: So let's just get right into it. The topic today is hormone replacement therapy. And it is touted as the secret sauce to help women in menopause battle through some of the horrible symptoms. So tell us about it.
1: So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that when the Women's Health Initiative came out, that big study in the late 90s, it found that, you know, it's the, um, the results found that it would increase risk of breast cancer and heart attacks and strokes and blood clots. And so after that study came out, hormone replacement actually got canceled, right? Nobody was doing it. Nobody was offering it. A lot of women were suffering and in silence, you know? And, And unfortunately that still carries on today. Many women go to their primary care providers and say, listen, I'm not sleeping. I've got this brain fog. I've gained all this weight. I'm really moody. It's impacting my relationships. My libido's off. It's, it's I'm having trouble at work where they have to excuse themselves because they're having these hot flashes and it's really, you know, very unpleasant. And a lot of women come to us and, you know, are, are told it's part of living. It's part of aging. So deal with it. There's nothing we can do. And and I think that study that came out really was quite detrimental to women's health because having good hormone you know, good, having good hormones reduces your risk of cardiovascular disease and blood clots and strokes. And if you are, you know, a good candidate without a history of breast cancer or endometrial cancer, cervical cancer, blood clots, or have had heart attacks, then you'd be a very good candidate for hormone
0: replacement therapy. Amazing. It sounds... Um... I think with anything, and and we've talked about this a little bit before, but there's all sorts of risks with many medications. I think the thing to keep in mind on on how horrible menopausal symptoms can be, especially for a subset of women, it really is kind of the saving grace, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: So women come to us as you know, as a last resort. They said, "I I can't get anything. I'm I'm or they're." too young according to their primary care providers but a lot of women exhibit perimenopausal symptoms seven to ten years before they go into menopause so they're actually suffering for almost a decade and Mm -hmm. and that's not fair you know it impacts lives and and when we get them and we start them on treatment you know i remember one woman saying to me she said you have saved my marriage you have absolutely saved my marriage she said we were on the brink of divorce. She said, "I couldn't recognize who I had who I had become," and and she was so pleased. And it was just she was low risk. She was wasn't a smoker, and there was no reason why she couldn't be put on hormone replacement therapy. And and you know you get as long as you get good follow up and making sure that things are going well,
0: then there's a very good al- alternative to suffering you know in silence mm-hmm. what exactly is it potions lotions needles pills tell us about it so it really depends on what your blood
1: work shows and so most women start noticing that their periods are fluctuating and you know they're having trouble sleeping or their weights changed or the libido gone and so we do blood work and and we see where your numbers are. And if you're still in the perimenopausal phase or you're still having your periods, but they're a little wacky, we check blood work. And then depending on what is off, then we prescribe medications according to your own unique hormone levels, right? So we support you, you know, we give. So what we offer is progesterone, which is a naturally occurring hormone in our body. We offer estrogen and testosterone. So a lot of women don't realize that we have more testosterone in our bodies in relation to estrogen. And testosterone Mm. is so important for brain function, mood, sleep, joint aches, and and recovery, and and energy. And, And then some women who are noticing that one of their hormones, they DHEA, is low, then we can supplement that too. So these come in pills and creams and gels. Some women's testosterone levels are extremely low, and some of them need to do an injection of testosterone. But Mm -hmm. we make that decision based on the woman's blood work and her symptoms.
0: Okay, interesting. So let's, um, as an example, Jane Doe wants to consider pursuing hormone replacement therapy. She's had enough of lousy symptoms. What is the process that Jane will should follow in terms of a protocol to get assessed to ensure that she's the right candidate and you know you guys your clinic is based out of Toronto. I know you do virtual support but they may or may not have a practitioner already. What is the exact process that you would advise women to go through based on you know the imaginary Jane Doe? So if they have a primary care provider, we always say, hey, listen, talk to
1: your primary care provider first, because as new evidence is emerging, more and more primary care providers are leaning towards, oh, maybe we should start something. But if you don't have it, and it's like many Canadians, if you don't have a primary care provider, our clinic offers a service. And so typically what happens is you get blood work done. If you're perimenopausal, you get blood work done at, at about day 21 of your cycle. And so the first day of your period is considered day one. And then we do day 21 because that's when your progesterone estrogen levels are... Fairly high, and that's when your luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, which are two of the hormones that are responsible for menstruation, are working in your body to get things going and ovulation and all that sort of great stuff that goes in women's bodies. And then we see where those numbers are, and and we see exactly where you sit, and we we do an assessment first. We see, you know, do you have any concerning red flags on your blood work so we check pituitary function we check thyroid we do an entire panel we mm-hmm. check hemoglobin and iron levels because a lot of women are actually low on iron especially at that time because their periods get so wacky that they need supplementation with iron and you know and and it also affects hair so a lot of women come and they say my hair is brittle right? And then they're like, I'm having more hair fall. And then we check, it's like, oh, your iron's low. So you actually, in addition to hormones, you need to have that supported as well. So we do full panel because thyroid is really important in terms of weight and cardiac functioning and, and hair and libido and mood. And, and we do you know fairly thorough assessment in terms of blood work. And then we chat we chat to each woman, we say, okay, what symptoms are you having? Because some women might not have symptoms of hot flashes or night sweats, you know, or sleep disturbances. And so for those women, even if they don't have those symptoms, if they don't have any symptoms, but their progesterone levels are low, because progesterone helps with sleep and helps with some of these symptoms, then we look at, you know, how do we manage this do we give you a low dose of progesterone and that's in consultation with the patient to find out what their unique needs are and then from there we 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 do follow-ups at about three months and we do regular blood work just to see how people are responding and um, and how
0: they feel so They're prescribed a cocktail that's very prescriptive based on the data and the science on what their body needs, plus some subjective commentary on how they're feeling and what they want to solve. How quickly would they start to see improvement and how do you measure success? So on average, women say at about a month in, they start feeling
1: better. Within a few weeks, they're starting to feel like, oh, I'm actually sleeping well. Right. So for instance, say there's a postmenopausal woman. She hasn't had her period in six years, but she's still having these symptoms. Because unfortunately, just because you stop getting your period doesn't mean that these symptoms go away. And yeah. so at that point, we you know we we sort of talk to everybody and say, okay, so we'll we'll start you on something, either like a cycle for paramenopausal women or like a regular daily with sort of little pauses to give your receptors a bit of a break and usually within two to four weeks women start feeling better and then and then we see and then the symptoms they come back to us in a reassessment because we like starting lowest doses possible because mm-hmm. you know it's it's always best to start low because if you don't need a lot of medication, then we don't need to do that and and then in three months, women come back and say hey listen my night sweats are gone i'm like alright and they said my libido's still low so we up the testosterone mm-hmm. um and it's really really how they feel is the biggest indicator of how we're going to manage their care
0: right 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 well it sounds very positive that very quickly women can get relief from what they're dealing with now so this is this would be a, a radical turnaround from feeling gross not sleeping dry vaginas, all the thing. My team hates it when I keep saying that, but can they stay on forever? Because why would you want to go off if you're feeling so good? Like, is there any risk to stay on it endlessly?
1: So that depends on your risk profile, right? And so usually if you start younger, then it's very safe to take into your 60s and 70s if that's what you need. We like bioidentical treatment because the so what happened with the women's health initiative is they were using sort of conventional birth control and that conventional birth control is not exactly the type of estrogen and progesterone that are that's in our bodies and so what we like to do is match estrogen because we have three different types of estrogen in our bodies as women and we like to match two of them and the estriol and estradiol and, and progesterone, as opposed to progestin, which is in conventional mm. birth control. And so the risks for blood clots and heart disease and, and you know some of the negative side effects that were found in that women's health initiative, they're not being found in bioidentical because these are plant-based mm. treatments mm. that we offer. And they're exactly matching what's in our bodies so our bodies won't react negatively to it because it's what our
0: body knows Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: i'm glad you mentioned that because social media and the way we consume content there there are some naysayers and people waving red flags that this is very dangerous that there have been risks in the past but how you just explain that it's plant-based the bio identical it's what's in our body Tell us more about giving women comfort around just the safety of taking this type of hormone therapy. So, in the last I want to say five or ten years,
1: the research has actually picked up on bioidentical therapy for women. For the longest time, nobody was even contemplating doing bioidentical therapy mm. research, and and as that research has come, become more prevalent and showing that there is. Positive effects and very little risk. It when we speak to the women when we do the screening, we say, okay, based on your risk, we think that this might be the best approach for you. You know, women come to us with um, estrogen with a history of estrogen sensitive breast cancer, very close family members. So we wouldn't give them estrogen, mm-hmm. even bioidentical, because there is that risk. But we can give them testosterone because we can help with sleep and we can help with energy mm-hmm. levels and 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 mood. And so we we use the science and the data when we prescribe any or recommend any treatment.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, even energy and sleep if if that only could be improved for women, what a better life it would be, right? It's just this, horrible downstream impact of not sleeping and what that does to your energy and quality of life, I think that's a really big so what from our conversation that there's, even if there are risk factors based on your family history, there's an element of hormone replacement there that can drastically improve your sleep and energy. I think that's a huge opportunity for the masses.
1: Oh, yeah. And and even women who are high risk, not only do we just talk about hormones, we talk about what other ways can you improve your health. So, you know, looking at sweet potatoes and other different types of vegetables and making sure that, and to help you with some of that balancing of the hormones and, you know, eating high protein, making sure you're getting lots of, lots of rest exercise, drinking lots of water. So there's other ways to sort of help support you and and women if you can't take these medications. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk about that as well. Is there natural ways through nutrition and, and lifestyle that we can help feel women feel better?
0: Okay, that's fabulous as well. One of your areas of specialty is women's cardiovascular health. And just for our team internally, one of our team members wasn't aware about the risks of women in menopause and cardiovascular health. Can you tell us more about that?
1: So, you know, the hormones and, and um, energy levels, all that really helps regulate weight. It helps regulate cholesterol, triglyceride levels in the body, helps regulate blood pressure helps regulate metabolic control. So your insulin is much more responsive. And so you know, if you've got a bit of high cholesterol, if you've got a little bit of weight you're carrying, your blood pressure is a little high, and and you've got a bit of insulin resistance or maybe pre-diabetes, these all increase your risk of heart disease and stroke. And so when you know that hormones are so important in regulating these parts of your 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 body's system, then you understand why, you know, when we have those under control, that your cardiovascular risk goes down.
0: Hmm. So it's more than just managing symptoms and relief. There's a real important life-saving aspect to getting your hormones under control.
1: Absolutely. You know, as as women, as we get older, our bone mineral density drops as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so because, you know, you don't have enough because estrogen, here's the thing. We have estrogen in our joints. Right. And so a lot of women complain, oh, I've got some shoulder pain and, and, and or I've got like knee pain. And this usually happens postmenopausal. It's because the estrogens dropped, and then they mm-hmm. can't exercise the way they usually do. They can't weight do weight bearing exercises, resistance exercises, which are so key to improving bone mineral density and reducing your risk of osteoporosis. Then you know when we fall, we break a hip, and and mm-hmm. that's terrible, right? Or, or right. we need knee replacements, or we've got this chronic. You know, tendonitis in the shoulder or rotator cuff injuries. It's it's so important to make sure that mm-hmm. these things are well managed, that that you actually can feel good, and reduce risks long term. Right,
0: and then it turns just into quality of life and improving the, the, as we get into the third chapter, I like to call it, you know, chapter one is zero to university. Chapter two is having kids, building your career. Chapter three, our kids are out of the house and we have this freedom to travel and, and take care of ourselves. You really want to preserve the value of that as long as you can with a high quality of life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, women, you know, traditional roles have changed, but women tend to still be the caregivers in mm-hmm. families for their children, their partners, their parents, you know, and other extended family members. And and I feel like sometimes we forget about ourselves and like, oh, you know, a lot of women say, oh, I've been dealing with these symptoms for a really long time. I didn't realize that, that this is probably an indication that I've had issues with my hormones I've just been dealing with it and just because I've got so much I don't have enough time to address it and and so it's 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 important that we start looking at optimizing our own health absolutely I agree with you
0: <laughs> amen tell us about the cost is any of this covered by traditional and health insurance plans or what type of of costs are women looking at for this type of treatment
1: so like with a clinic like ours the cost is the consultation is a fee but the medications if you've got pretty decent insurance we'll put it through and and a okay. lot of insurance companies will cover it it's been surprisingly it's been eye opening you know we do a topical cream of estrogen we do a topical cream of testosterone progesterone can be in a topical cream as well and we can control how much we prescribe in that. But you can also take a tablet, too. A lot of the tablets are covered. There's Estrogel. There's Estradot. Those typically are covered by insurance. But, you know, there's lots of options on in terms of cost. But I think out of pocket, and, you know, don't misquote me, but out of pocket, it might cost about $120 for three months of medications. Mm. And that's without insurance coverage.
0: Okay, well... It sounds like on a daily basis that's less expensive than a decent coffee. Yeah. So and, so, and a lot of women are on all these multivitamins and these
1: supplements mm-hmm. and they're like, I need yep. I need to get my energy up. And you're like, Oh my God, you've spent two thousand dollars on on multivitamins and supplements. And and that's they're not addressing, you know, the concerns that are underlying the reason why you feel so terrible. And and then we get women we put them on treatment and they're like, oh, do I need to take my my supplements? I said, take them and see how you feel. If you feel like you don't need them after we've got you going, mm. then you don't need them anymore. And so a lot of women have come off their supplements.
0: That's a, a great trade-off because we're just craving the next best hair serum that's expensive to improve the quality of our hair. But by going on hormone replacement therapy, the, one of the positive effects is better hair. So I think yeah. it's it really opened my eyes on, and I am personally been somebody that has been on hormone replacement therapy and it was a very positive experience, improved my quality of sleep, which was the biggest reason I went to my doctor because the sleep was just outrageous and the protocol that he put me on really helped my sleep. So I'm, I'm really a champion of this, but I've mm-hmm. learned even more. So- before we sign off, what have we missed talking about today? What can you share with people that are listening or watching on just summarizing the topic of hormone replacement therapy? I think the biggest key is you becoming your biggest advocate for your own
1: health, right? If mm. you say there's something wrong, go and get checked. And, and yeah. you know, if things are off and you say there's something but I can't put my finger on it, go and get checked, you know, and, and if you've got a very open and a good relationship with your primary care provider, you know, they typically will want to help you and, and see, you know, what is going on. And, you know, for the people who don't have family doctors, you know, you can seek out clinics like ours, and we can help you as well, you know, and sort of find out, you know, if there is something going on with your hormones, sometimes it's not even your hormones. Sometimes, mm. when we do this full panel, we find that, you know, for instance, your prolactin level is really, really high. And and if you don't have a family doctor, we we sort of help, sort of facilitate referrals and investigations so that you can get that sorted out. If you have thyroid problems, <laughs> we can help you with those mm. as well because if that's the if that's the basis of your of your symptoms, and you know, you're unable to reach your family, a primary care provider, or if you don't have a primary care provider, we can help with that bridge you Mm. until you get somebody to help manage these
0: other, other concerns. Incredible. Hormones are this operating system that's so critical to our overall physical well-being, mental well-being, and it is absolutely a priority for women to address and assess and get the support. So... Thank you, Abita. It's just been a delight talking with you. You've got so many great insights. We'll definitely look to get you back into another conversation because women will really benefit from hearing from you. For sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you.